whatever we do is in response to God because he created us to love him because he loved us. He gave us his spirit. He gave us his son. So this is, yeah, it's just the starting point. So we're, we're fasting and we're going to fast a feast. So I'm going to share with you on fasting because I want you to buy in. We're having a fast day tomorrow, whole day. And we're breaking fast, 6.30 tomorrow evening because we have a first love evening. And um, where we just focus on the Lord. It won't be a sermon. We just worship the Lord. You can sit, you can dance, you can lie down, you can stand before the Lord, whichever way you want to enjoy the presence of the Lord and to praise in. But so tomorrow we're fasting. But what I want to do, I want you to understand from this teaching that fasting is so good for you, so beneficial that you will fast more. Fasting is one of the spiritual disciplines that I think has been lost in the church because it's we want everything to be comfortable and easy, and we like it. It's got to be nice, not hungry, and, um, you know, not denying ourselves. I think we've lost this whole thing of denying ourselves and a sacrificial living. Okay, but I am going, getting ahead of myself. Andrew Murray said, fasting helps to express, to deepen, to confirm the resolution, that's a decision, that we are ready to sacrifice anything to attain what we seek for the kingdom of God. So this is what fast is. And when you do a fast, when you fast tomorrow, and there are some of you, you are already fasting, you have to make a decision. You communicate with God, why are you fasting? You prepare your heart. You don't just stop eating and uh, think now whatever is going to happen. This is really an intimate relationship and a response, interaction that you have with God. And fasting will help you to connect a little bit more on a spiritual level because we are so physically inclined. We feed ourselves. We're so um, fed that we're too full to receive. And it makes us less sensitive in the spirit. So Psalm 63 verse 1 says, You, God, are my God, and earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. Psalm 63 verse 1. So that is why we fast. So what is fasting? So Christian fasting is the act of intentionally abstaining from food. Or a regularly enjoyed good gift from God. Now, what's a good gift? Coffee is a good gift. All right? Games are a good gift. There's all kinds of stuff that are good gifts from God. There's nothing wrong with it, but it takes up our time. And sometimes we just have to let it stand to the side for us to have spiritual growth or a deepening in our relationship with God. All right, I've told you about fasting being one of the spiritual disciplines that, we ha that has to be restored. How is it restored? We start doing it again. All right, so what is the promise and the principle of the power of fasting? Because everyone says, so if you need a breakthrough, even Jesus said some things need prayer and fasting for a breakthrough to come. So where does it come from? Now, this scripture... Um, was an aha moment for me when I prepared for this because I did not link the scripture actually 
with fasting. 2 Chronicles 7.14, you know the scripture very well. And my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek, that is, to crave or to require as a necessity my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear them from heaven and give their sin, forgive their sin and heal their land. Now you will say, but there's nothing about fasting in here. Um, if you go read the word many places, it says they humble themselves with how? Fasting and prayer. How do you humble yourself? So what is this humble? The Hebrew word is kana. From the strongest concordance, it says to bend the knee, hence to humiliate or to vanquish. In other words, your flesh is vanquished, the enemy is vanquished, um, and you bow the knee, you submit yourself. Uh, you put something into subjection and you subdue a desire or a need. So fasting demonstrates the depth of your desire. When praying for something, it shows that you are serious enough about your prayer request to pay a personal price, to submit even your most basic need for food. Our two most basic needs are safety and food, to be fed, because Food keeps us alive. Safety keeps us alive. God honors deep desire and praying in faith. In Hebrews 11 verse 6, it says, It's impossible to please God without faith. So to, to fast, to deny yourself is a step, it's an act of faith that you show unto the Lord. Right, so this means that a living sacrifice. Romans 12, verse 1 and 2 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. We do not just do physical worship. What we just did was a mixture. It's like singing and praising the Lord. It's physical. We can hear each other. It's a physical thing. We put up our hands and we honor the Lord. But a spiritual worship is part of that sacrifice uh, and our hearts that cry out to the Lord. Now I want to tell you a story. There was a chicken and a pig on a farm. And they liked the farmer very much. So they decided to bless the farmer with a meal. And they decided on breakfast. So as they were walking along and they decided to plan this meal out, the chicken said, I will give some eggs for breakfast, and I think you should give the bacon. And then the pig walked along and he said, <clears throat> I think I have to think on that one a bit. All right. So there's two things. You get an offering and you get a sacrifice. All right. You can give an offering of yourself, of your time, but it doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't make you do. Don't, you don't lose sleep on it. You don't lose a meal on it. So, or you can sacrifice of yourself, and that is the greatest blessing. And it carries a huge anointing and the favor of the Lord. There's just so much that comes along with that. So, what are the benefits and why should we fast? So, it gives you more time to pray. I hope, I hope. <laughs> For some of you, you do it right. So in that time that you, you would have used to prepare a meal, eat a meal, drink a coffee, spend time with friends, family, whatever for that, that, just those few moments in a coffee break, you speak with the Lord. You just go sit and you make time with him. You connect with him. 
Jesus said that there are some breakthroughs that are only gotten through prayer and fasting. Mark 9, verse 29. So if you have been facing some unanswered prayer for a long time, it may be time to fast. Now, I want to just go back to this Chronicles. Two Chronicles, um, four verse seven, uh, 2 Chronicles 7, 14. See, humble themselves, pray, and seek my face. What will happen? And turn from their wicked ways. I'll forgive their sin. I will heal their land. In this case, it speaks of physical property, the ground, what you own, the land, right? But land can also mean anything that belongs to you, yours, your body, your life, what you are responsible for. So God can heal that. And I will show you in some other scriptures also God's promises when we really seek his face and turn from our ways. Humble ourselves before him, like with fasting. So fasting releases God's supernatural power. It's a tool we can use when there is an opposition to God's will. I'll give you some scriptures of where it happened in the word. Fasting is chosen by God, all right? And there's a certain way that he wants us to do this, to lose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens. So he wants us to humble ourselves, not to continue with our normal way, no strife, Said yet in the day of your fasting. So if we say, but God, I fasted and nothing has happened. So yet on the day that you fasted, you do as you please. All right, this scripture comes from Isaiah 58. Verse from, well, the whole, that whole Isaiah 58. Please go read it on your own. So if you do what you please and exploit your workers, your colleagues, whoever. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. So um, is this the kind of fast I've chosen? Right, I'm not going to focus on that. But I want to say, tell you that when we seek the Lord and we have sincere hearts, he says in verse 8, Isaiah 58 verse 8, then your light will break forth like the dawn, and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you, and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. It will guard you. And you will call, and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help, and he will say, here I am. So in verse 11, he says, the Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs, and he will strengthen your frame. And in some translations, it speaks of it will strengthen and quicken your bones and your flesh. Right. Next benefit. You can dwell on this. It's, I'm really just skimming through this. Fasting helps us to hear from God clearly and get his direction. So when you fast, the Lord shall guide you continually. And if you remember one of the benefits that the Lord said, I will hear you from on high. So Ezra... Um, beseeched the Babylonian king to let them go. And he said, we don't need anything. Our God will provide for everything. And then when they got to this one river and they couldn't get through, he was too ashamed to ask the Babylonian king for help. And then he asked the people, let's fast. Let's ask the help of our God, that he will come through for us and that he will help us to get through. So as you really go after God with fasting, praying, and seeking him, you will find out he can satisfy your soul in drought. 
and make fat your bones. And you shall be watered, a watered garden like a spring of water whose waters fail not. So if you feel like you're in the wilderness, you don't hear God's voice. Nothing is happening. You feel like God doesn't hear your voice. Um, It may be time to just press in. As we sacrifice, he provides, he satisfies, and he fills up. It resets our hunger for him, for what what should be priority in the first place. So we set our focus, a reprioritization with fasting, because we are reminded of him when we have to be mindful of not keeping our habits of eating, drinking, or spending time on certain activities. It just makes it easier when we're not so busy with life to hear God, to reset our focus. So when we fast, it helps us to get mastery over our appetites, cravings, urges. Fasting helps you get your soul under control. Are your emotions, thoughts, and desires running wild? Fasting according to scripture humbles and afflicts what is afflicting. It accuses. You become aware, I'm doing things wrong. I've got the wrong attitude. So I'm responding wrong. And that is one of the things we will touch on that. Fasting deals with two great barriers, according to Derek Prince, to Holy Spirit that are erected by man's carnal nature, this body thing that wants to eat and sleep and not pray and fast. These are the stubborn self-will of the soul and the insistent self-gratifying appetites of the body. So it's, I am entitled. I may sleep. I, I should. It's mine. It's my right. I've got a right. And then the self-gratifying appetites. I want pleasure. I want to find pleasure. I want to have fun. I have to fun, have fun in life. Fasting and prayer can restore or strengthen our intimacy with God. So many long-time Christians find that fasting helps them rediscover their first love for God. And it helps us hear from the Lord because our ins- sensitivity to Holy Spirit increases. So fasting helps you to get right with God. Why? Because as you humble yourself, it means you repent. You turn to God and you ask him, what am I doing wrong? Even, you know, and I was absolutely astounded by this. I must have read it through the years because I've read the Bible many times. But I've somehow blocked it or forgotten, you know. After Nathaniel was murdered for his vineyard by Jezebel because Ahab wanted the vineyard so much, he, um, God sent a prophet to proclaim a, um, judgment on Ahab. And suddenly, um, Ahab realized, I did seriously wrong here. And he repented. And he humbled himself. How? He tore his clothes and he fasted and he repented and he prayed. You know what happened? God forgave him. God sent a prophet again and said, um, I will have mercy on you. I forgive you. And what I said will not happen in your lifetime. And I thought, really, you know how we are. <laughs> we say someone doesn't deserve to be forgiven. Someone like Ahab. And yet, because he humbled himself, he fasted, prayed, and rent his garments, God forgave Ahab. So fasting also builds your faith. 
because we pray and read the word more. Romans 10, 17 says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of God. I hope, I hope you will really spend time in the word. I, last weekend when I prayed, I felt we have to prophetically salt this house with the word, with a hunger for the word. That supernaturally Holy Spirit will just put a love and a hunger for the word in our hearts. That you will just want to read it. Okay, fasting for spiritual growth is such an important part of growing stronger in our faith and growing closer to God. So spiritual fasting causes us to focus more on relying on God instead of the physical things of this world. So God wants to use our fast to bless someone else also. So if you read Isaiah 58, you will also understand where it comes from. It's more blessed to give than to receive, Acts 20, verse 35. And um, God, the blessing of the fast that God wants is to give to the hungry, um, to the naked, to the poor. All right, so when we do, we get the blessing of being a blessing, and those in need benefit, and God realizes our fast. So fasting is also part of preparing the church for ministry. So that is one of the things we're doing tomorrow. So if, when, we, when we fast tomorrow, yes, we pray. What are we praying for? You pray for yourself. You pray for your own heart, for hunger, for uh, returning to your first love, for really falling in love with the Lord and with his word, with his presence again. But also it is to return uh, so um, it's part of preparing us for the purpose of what God called us for. So the church has got a purpose. We've got a calling for this year. Some things must happen this year. Some ministries must happen. Some actions must be done. Some words must be released. So what is it? We need to hear from the Lord. You need to hear from the Lord for your own life. But we need to hear from the Lord also for this house. And we can stand in the gap for our nation. Because the Lord said, when you humble yourself, I will heal your land. So we can stand in the gap for South Africa, for George. Whatever you see, instead of speaking with someone else about all the negativity that you hear and see in the news, speak with the Lord about it and stand in the gap. So there are many health benefits also. We're not going to focus on that. But um, I just want to create awareness that some, there are some doctors who use uh, fasting to, to heal people from diabetics, from cancer. So there are many benefits for health. Right. So just examples from the fasting in Bible. Um, you will know David. David did this. David humbled himself with fasting. There are various scriptures for that. In Luke, the widow worshipped day and night, fasting and praying. Paul and Barnabas were appointed elders. Um, and in each church... There was prayer and fasting, and they are committed to the Lord in whom they put their trust. All right? So that is one where the church fasted together to ordain people for the ministry. Joel said, even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. So fasting is really just, again, that physical acknowledgement and hum humility before God um, for that shows, it illustrates physically our return to him wholeheartedly. 
Moses fasted before he received the Ten Commandments. That's part of a very supernatural fast and a miracle that happened out of it. The Israelites fasted before a miraculous victory where it seemed that there was absolutely no way out. They fasted and they prayed and God gave a miraculous victory. Daniel fasted in order to receive guidance from God. Now you will think, man, will I now for the rest of my life have to fast? The Lord said he hears every prayer. But like Jesus said, um, in some cases, fasting and prayer is needed. It doesn't mean always. God hears every prayer and he wants us to pray to him. So um, fasting is just from time to time that we really um, humble ourselves before him and seek him out in seriousness, especially when there is breakthrough. When Gabriel appeared to Daniel, he said, Daniel, the, the Lord heard you the first time you prayed. But because there was a holdup, there was a, <clears throat> um, the enemy withheld the promise and the answer. The fast, because he continued, it was part of the breakthrough that God gave. But God heard Daniel the first time. So God is not deaf and he doesn't need fasting as an um, amplifier like that one. Right, so Nehemiah fasted before beginning a major building project. So that would go for ourselves too. If we start a, a big new project or something, uh, maybe it's necessary to fast and get our focus right. Jesus fasted um, during his, um, um, his event or his trip into the wilderness, and he got his uh, victory and he was released in power um, after his fast. The city Nineveh, you remember Jonah went there to uh, proclaim a judgment? So the city fasted and turned from the evil way and cried out to God. God saw their works, their hearts, and chose not to destroy Nineveh. The first Christians fasted during decision-making time. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. And then, <clears throat> now you will say, but it may be for some people, like leadership of the church. Jesus spoke with everyone in Matthew 6, verse 1 to 18. You can read up in yourself also. He said, when you give to the needy, when you pray, when you fast. Now, I'm, I'm eliminating a lot of words in between. It, it wasn't if you will, it's when. And then he described how we should do the fast that people won't see that we are fasting. But our Father who sees in secret will reward you because it's, again, a relationship about you and him. So what does fasting not do? Remember, fasting is not earning an answer from God. Yes, God makes a promise that he will, and we can stand on that promise because God said he loves it when people remind him of, of his promises. God cannot be blackmailed by human effort, all right? God wants to answer our prayers, and he answers out of grace. Fasting simply prepares us for God's answer. So we do not get more of God, but we become more aware of what he gives us, all right? God gives all of us with his spirit. He lives inside of us. We can't get more of him. We do not earn more love, but helps us to respond to his love. So 
what it is actually is fasting changes us to hear better, see God's heart, understand him better, make time, and get a balance in this physical world in our spiritual worship unto the Lord. All right, now some of you will already know about this, so I'm just going to touch on this and not into a lot of detail, types of fasting. So these are partial fasts. You can choose what fast you want to do. Make up your mind and then you um, talk with the Lord about what he wants you to do. A partial fast is when one abstains from particular kinds of foods, as in the case of Daniel. So um, um, you eat only fruit and vegetables. Or not eating certain meals like lunch or dinner. Some would also call it intermittent fasting which is also a partial fast. Now I want to say, I know that there are some who are really doing intermittent fasting as a lifestyle. I think so much more it is necessary to make time and have a conversation with the Lord about your fasting. Because you cannot just continue with intermittent fasting and think now it's summer covers the fasting thing. Um, it's a heart. You have to set your heart and your purpose. Why are you fasting? What are you doing it for? That it makes sense spiritually. It's not a physical thing. Right. So then the regular fast, which consists of abstaining from all food and drink except for water. Apart from supernatural enablement, the body can only function for three days without water. So normally we would say any fast. So if you participate in the fast tomorrow, please fast from food in some way if you can. Uh, then the liquid fast means that you abstain only from solid foods and then you drink like a vegetable juice or a, a fruit juice, but dilute it because it can be very um, uh, concentrated and it's um, a little bit too much. You can go read up on the technicalities and um, the reasons for that. Um, a complete or absolute fast that entails no food or liquid of any kind um, should only be for a very short period of time. So if you don't drink any water at all or juice or anything, um, yeah, this can be dangerous. If you want to do it longer, make sure that someone knows about it or you do it under medical supervision. So there's also what can only be called a supernatural absolute fast, which Moses did, which was without food and water, which, which was a miraculous enabling from God. And please, Ni, now this is, I think, um, a given. I think when we do a fast, consider fasting at the same time from secular music, social media, TV, movie, series, going out. In other words, all the time-consuming habits that is not essential for functioning or work that will leave you with more time to focus on the Lord. Right. Practical tips. I get to this one paragraph I want to get to that I feel very, very seriously about. Okay, make a commitment to the Lord about the fast and why you are doing it, right? Don't just stop eating. Set a special time apart with God and devote yourself to seeking his face, even and especially during those times when you feel weak, vulnerable, irritable, you really don't feel like it anymore. Read his word and pray during what would be meal times. Now this one, repentance is seriously important. So in your prayers, confess not only 
obvious sins, but less obvious ones as well. So acknowledge the sins of omission, the right actions you haven't taken, as well as the sins of commission, the wrong things you have done. What is standing in the way of your relationship with God? What is holding you back from living and loving like Jesus? It might be self-centeredness, spiritual indifference, an unwillingness to share your faith with others. There may be many reasons. Putting time spent in prayer and study of God's word low on your priority list. Or are you struggling to love your neighbors and treat them with kindness? Confess your shortcomings and ask God to work in your heart during this time of prayer and fasting. And meditate on him when you wake in the night. You know, you can even ask him to give you dreams. Ask him for visions. So, right, also as part of your fasting, sing praises to him and thank him. And normally when I, I, I work in Cape Town a lot in our head office, it's a five-story building, long hallways. It almost looks like a hospital. And uh, many times I just find myself going up and down the elevators and walking down the hallways and praying in tongues or just I've got this song that the Holy Spirit woke me up that morning or on my drive somewhere I will just sing a song. I will switch off anything else and I will focus on the words because all the worship songs we get are written in heaven with an, a reason for us. There are truths in there. Like we've sung here. So many of them are prayers that we prayed. We sung over ourselves this morning. And sometimes it's necessary for us to go, to go meditate on it, focus on it. And what does it really mean? And how do I respond to that? So every time you hunger or withhold a habit, it reminds you that you are fasting. So talk with the Lord. Oh, man, this happens a lot to me. I love my coffee. <laughs> so when I want to get up or I'm hungry for food, I will just get up and I will um, speak with the Lord. I'm reminded of him and I will start talking with him. Expect physical and spiritual opposition. Please, you are going to get headaches. You are, someone will want you to stop. You're going to be invited to a party, to a social, to a something. Expect this, and you have to be ready to give an answer and say, I commit to this. I want to fast. Rise, and you ask the Lord to strengthen your resolve in the face of difficulties and temptations. Just the last few tips. Remember to drink water. Do not start a long fast out of the blue if you're not used to fasting. It will be too difficult to maintain. But you get into the habit. Just believe in the power of fasting that it's good for you. And then commit to say, like, if you want to, once in a month or whenever, to start doing fasting on your own. You don't have to wait for the church to call a fast. Be mindful of health issues, please. Do not just stop your medication. And then caffeine, coffee, because caffeine is a stimulant, it has a more powerful effect on your nervous system when you abstain from food. So this works both against the physical and the spiritual aspects of the fast. And true spiritual fasting I want to close off with is to focus on God. It's not about our efforts. 
It's our focus on God, who He is. Right. Enjoy your fast, and may He feed you with revelation from His heart and from His word. All right. I want to um, ask you, because um, so many times it, it's easy for someone to call and say, listen, fast, and we say, yeah, someone will fast somewhere. It's not my responsibility. Remember, fasting will be good for you. Um, I did send notes. I don't know if my notes will be made available somehow or somewhere, but people can go look at the benefits of fasting again and just buy into this. Believe in it for yourself. <laughs>